0: Chapter 45, Sacrifice Through Unconditional Love Have you ever found yourself going about your business on a Wednesday in late February and you run across some folks with trendy ash markings on their foreheads? Well, congratulations. You found a Catholic on Ash Wednesday. As a Catholic, Ash Wednesday, which marks the beginning of Lent, is a familiar tradition. However, for others, it's a peculiar idea. Some call it the season of Fish Fridays, others call it the sabbatical of not drinking soda pop. For me, it's the season of sacrifice, a concept known to all regardless of one's belief system. Sacrifice is the ultimate form of unconditional love. It's a radical idea to live without expectations, but to live intentionally without question defines purpose. It is the backbone of why we do what we do, even if tomorrow is never guaranteed. Sacrifice fulfills the need for unconditional love and growth without losing faith in who we are. It proclaims the life we represent and the gifts that we leave behind. Appreciate the sacrifices you make today and the tensions of unconditional love. To love yourself ultimately requires initial discomfort, and that intentional faith will strengthen your most cherished connections love through sacrifice and choose to be better. How's it everyone? My name is Michael Kabuko and welcome to another episode of the Love Notes for Life podcast, your creative space for amplifying greatness through gratitude. So I finally wrapped up deload training last Friday and saying goodbye temporarily to maintenance calories was a bit bittersweet. But I feel pretty good. It was a bit strange pulling back on the weights and leaving the gym a half hour earlier but nonetheless it did the trick. My joints are feeling much better and my energy is back. One thing that did surprise me during deload week was that I might have been cheating myself with my range of motion. Okay. I confess, I was cheating myself out of my full range of motion. In the attempt to get more reps or lift heavier, I was probably pushing at around 80% of my max range. And the most interesting part of it all is that the minute you lighten up your weights, you realize how much range you have. In fact, I think during the Fitness Performance Series podcast episodes between Dr. Andy Galpin and Dr. Andrew Huberman, Andy also mentioned that, you know, before you start testing an exercise, you should perform it without any weight at all, which makes sense because when you start adding load to the physical system, the body will attempt to cheat, in this case prevent, one, from going full range of motion to prevent injury. But you can't always depend on your body signals, especially if you have a lot of willpower. For example, on my last deload day, I had a bit of a nasty muscle strain that developed from a standard exercise routine. I was working rear delts last Friday, and after a few reps in, there was a point where I felt a significant tightness in my left rear delt, near the upper trapezius. And just like that, my muscles knotted up. After pushing through my full range of motion, I forgot to account for the fact that while I could manage the stress load from, let's say, 0-80%, to the last 20% wasn't at the same muscular endurance level. So once I crossed over that threshold, the chance of a muscle strain was significantly high, and as expected, BAM, pulled a muscle. And it wasn't in the most optimal place. To give you a ballpark figure or ballpark location, it was pretty much the location where my upper traps meets the top of the delts. For the science nerds out there, it was at the intersection of the acromion and the coracoid process. And thankfully, you know, it was just a minor strain that I could work around, though I'll admit, working out my calves on the machine last weekend was pretty brutal because of that shoulder padding you have to push upward against. It was painful, but bearable, and I got the job done. On the bright side, leg day was amazing. And I know I'm so late to the science, but deload week was so worth it. I felt super sharp during leg day and I'm feeling ready for the next few weeks of cutting. So I highly recommend it. Give it a shot. So yeah, I'm back to my cut for another 6 weeks plus I'm back to my normal training load. However, for this sprint, I really want to prioritize my range of motion versus increasing my strength. From what I understand and experience, improving our range of motion builds up our resilience to accidental muscle strains due to hyperextension. Sure, it is still possible to be prone to injury without properly warming up, but if we can provide some support and padding to muscle development, then I'm all for it. Anywho, it feels so good to be finally unlocking another piece of the puzzle in this journey of fitness and maximizing the human condition. So today is Ash Wednesday and I am sporting the look. So if you are listening to the podcast today on Wednesday, you've probably ran into a number of Catholics without you even knowing it. And if you live in Washington, you've probably found them hang around Ivor Seafood Restaurants to kick off the initial fish fry season. So welcome everyone to the season of Lent, aka the season of sacrifice, aka Fish Taco Fridays. I'd be lying to you if I told you that today's podcast episode was all pure coincidence. Yes, this was all very intentional. (laughs) Trust me, I've been waiting forever to do this podcast episode because Lent is such a great topic. And if you are Catholic, then you know the drill. Kick off the season with Ash Wednesday, check. Meat-free Fridays, though it's not technically meat-free because you can somehow eat fish, eggs, and milk. I never still got that, so I always thought that was a cop-out. But anyways, I'm not complaining. Check. And lastly, find something to give up for 40 days. Sounds like a lot of rules, huh? And if you're not Catholic, you might be thinking, these people seem really silly. Maybe crazy. Why on earth would people go out of their way to replicate the story of Jesus being led into the desert to abstain from food and to be tempted by the devil for 40 days? It seems like such an archaic thing to do. I hear you, and trust me, when I was a kid, the hardest part for me was actually just choosing something to give up that actually made sense. I mean, when you're a kid, you typically pick the easy option. For example, a common one is to give up snacks or ice cream. I mean, fair enough, that is kind of silly, and it doesn't really hold a lot of weight. And if you're trying to explain Lent to someone that doesn't practice Lent, and the minute they hear you're giving up ice cream for your beliefs, then that's an automatic joke for them to call you out on. I've heard it all. Trust me. It's like, how does ice cream have anything to do with religion? I get it. Chillax. Take it easy. So if not ice cream, then what? What else? How about giving up watching TV? Actually, that's not a bad idea. That's actually a pretty good one, though that would have never fly in the house I grew up in, and it requires everyone to be on board within the household. So cancel that one. But a few years back, I did try this interesting one where I gave up meat for 40 days, and I switched over to a vegan-style diet. That was actually a pretty big eye-opener for me, and I'm just surprised I managed to survive that long without eating meat. However, when I started to look into the vegan options I was consuming, the artificial nature of the products weren't the most health-conscious choices. I'm sure there are better meal options out there nowadays, but after a month or two on the vegan train, I decided to jump off and go back to a more traditional nutrition plan. But at the end of that 40-day sprint, I did feel pretty good. Whether it was placebo effect or not, I still thought it was a success. But again... One might be wondering, what is the point of celebrating a tradition that places an incredible emphasis on the idea of sacrifice? I think for many of us, we can all get behind the idea of success. We all have dreams and we know exactly what we want in life, but sometimes that's where the story ends. Oftentimes, the dream dies when we start believing that if we purely believe that something will happen, that it will eventually happen, a.k.a. the Manifestation Paradox. However, that's not the full statement. Goals are realized through a strong sense of belief combined with intentional action. It's kind of like Newton's first law of motion. An object at rest stays at rest until something sets it into motion. That's the same approach we need to take with our goals. Our goals will stay at rest until we act upon them. That is the definite point of Lent. It's a season to reflect on your goals in life and allows us to zero in on what gives us purpose. It promotes the idea that growth arises from discomfort, and for 40 days, you enter a voluntary state where you give up less value to create more value. For 40 days, it places you in a state of learning a thing or two about discipline and how we can overcome adversity. If you're on the road to success, then you share the journey of Jesus walking into the desert to build up resilience and to discover clarity through sacrifice. His journey reminds us that success will only manifest itself through belief, sacrifice, and direct action. Everything in life comes with a price. The question is, what are you willing to pay? Which leads me to the three fundamental questions I ask myself days before I enter the season of sacrifice. What is my goal, what am I willing to sacrifice for my goal, and what is my purpose for accomplishing my goal? In the spirit of maximizing and optimizing human performance, for Lent this year, I was actually thinking about giving up one of my daily meals to prioritize consuming more fish. This may sound easy, a tad bit fishy, but I've never had a great relationship with seafood in general. I mean, to be honest, the only time I really eat fish was actually during Lent. I know, I know, I'm sounding a bit like a big baby, and I mean, fish should be a regular part of our diet since it contains so many valuable nutrients. To name a few, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin D, B2, and so forth. So yeah, I'm down for consuming more fish. So I know my goal, I know what I'm willing to sacrifice, and I know my purpose for running this nutritional experiment. During this 40-day sprint of modifying my diet, I'll be documenting my performance and how well I can adapt to this new lifestyle change. I'm also curious to see how cutting out my primary source of protein, such as beef or chicken, affects my overall satiation or feeling of fullness. As I mentioned earlier, I've experimented with the vegan diet in the past, but at the time I wasn't fully committed to my fitness protocol. So it'll be super interesting to see how it all goes down. And I'm committed to restricting my meal replacement to dinner time. And of course, making seafood my primary protein source for Fridays. I'm also very interested in seeing how well I can stick with my macros and how consuming seafood will affect my carb fat and protein macro distribution. I know, I know, I'm such a fitness nerd, but I love the data and the science and I can't wait to jump into Lent. Also, I'm hoping that after my 40 day challenge that I can continue this habit and make fish a staple in my diet. It'd be nice to finally develop a taste bud for fish, but I can't promise anyone they'll be jumping up and down for seafood over a nice slice of smoked brisket. You know, everyone has their favorite holiday season. And trust me, my favorite holiday season will always be Christmas. But my favorite related runner-up holiday season is Lent. (laughs) Lent taught me a lot about what faith means, my passion for helping those in need, and the value of creating greatness through gratitude. It reminds me that we all have the potential for success and that if we're willing to put in the work, we can get closer to achieving our goals. It's such a powerful season of faith, and it reminds us that distractions will always be present in our lives. However, it's up to us to develop the fortitude and discipline to stay the course and achieve our goals. So do not be afraid to walk into the desert, to taste the arid weather kiss your skin, and to feel the heat press against your forehead as the sun radiates brightly above you. Do not be afraid of the distractions that will tempt you to break character and challenge you to deviate from your true purpose and your greatest desires. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to walk into the desert with your head held up high, with the strength you've been granted to face the impossible and to look at adversity and say, I am not afraid. Today, I am not afraid and I'm ready to be better than who I was yesterday. Today, I choose to be better for myself, for the people that depend on me, and for the chance to inspire someone out there who is afraid to walk into the desert. Do not be afraid to step up and become the leader that you were destined to be, to rise to the challenge and to experience growth that will get you closer to your life's vision. And to those who are afraid, I say to you, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to walk into the desert, to face your demons. And if you're looking for someone to join you on your journey to greatness, then look no further. Let my words of encouragement become a beacon of hope and a guide to help you fortify your mind as you walk into the desert. And after your journey of sacrifice, walk out of that desert and say, "Here I am. Here I am, ready to face the challenges of life. And while I may fall from time to time, today I stand before you with great clarity, a clearer understanding of my purpose in life and a renewed sense of love. So here I am, and I am ready to do better. I am not afraid I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I am fearless. Thanks y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Love Notes for Life podcast. I look forward to continuing this conversation of awareness and amplifying greatness through gratitude. My book, Love Notes for Life, is now available on Barnes & Noble with a direct link in the show notes below. If you're enjoying the Love Notes for Life podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, and other major podcast platforms. For a behind-the-scenes look on new merch dropping soon, be sure to follow me at Mike Kabuko on Instagram or Twitter. Thanks y'all for the support, and always remember, there's beauty in knowing that there's only one of you. Take care.